autoimmune diseases like psoriasis, psoriatic arthritis, Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, vitiligo, alopecia, all these other things, right? They seem to have, if not their root in gut health, gut health plays a strong part in this. And it seems to be the frontier we are looking for. Uh, even with autism, I'll share this very quickly. One of the most promising things that I've seen in treating autistic children has been with helping w- with their gut health. What's up, my friend? I'm health expert Ted Rice, and today I'm coming to you from Medellin, Colombia. And wow, is it beautiful! I don't know if you've checked out my Instagram or my Facebook, but I put photos up and it is absolutely beautiful today. Uh, It's a little bit smoggy here in Medellin because it's in the valley surrounded by mountains. But wow, you can really see the mountains and the greens and the brick colored buildings. It's just absolutely gorgeous today. I hope you're doing well. And guess what? I am super excited to share this episode with you today. It's all about gut health. In fact, this is the fourth and final installment of our What Really Matters When It Comes to Nutrition series. Super excited to share with you because gut health is an area where it's underappreciated. It's just going to get more important, especially with dealing with some of these strange symptoms that so many people blame blame on other things. And we'll get into that and more. But I want to say this before we jump in. If this is your first time listening to the Legendary Life podcast, what this show is all about is clearing up health and fitness confusion by breaking down science-based information on how to lose fat, prevent disease, and live a longer, healthier life. If that's what you're interested in, then you're in the right place. And if you've been listening for a while and you appreciate what we do, the Legendary Life team coming every week and putting up two episodes for you, we'd be appreciative of you if you went to legendarylifepodcast.com slash review and left us a review on wherever you leave or listen to podcasts. This episode is sponsored by Organifi. Do you want to know a secret that all my coaching clients follow? It's really simple, but powerful. Add vegetables into each meal. But let's be honest, most of us, including myself, don't eat the recommended servings of vegetables and fruits each day. So for those of us who are on the go or have trouble eating healthy, having a greens powder makes it easy to get your greens in every single day, no matter how busy you are. And that's why I use and recommend Organifi Green Juice, a superfood powder that you just add water to so that you can get your greens in even when you're on the go. The best thing about Organifi Green Juice is that it actually tastes great. But don't believe me, try it for yourself. And use the code TED20, that's capital T-E-D, the number 20, at www.organifi.com. That's organifi.com to receive 20% off your first order. But hurry, this is a limited time discount for Legendary Life listeners. Now, back to the episode. So let's talk about gut health. Now, gut health, oh gosh, there's it's such an area, it's just full of Well, poop. It's full of misinformation. It's full of people making false claims. And wow, you know, 
and even those people, they make the same claims that I'm making right now. So I feel bad for you. You're really in a mess. But what I'm going to do today, I'm going to do a combination of two things. Now, when I say science, I want to be real clear here. When we're talking about science, we're not talking about using sciencey terms. We're talking about randomized controlled trials on human beings. That's what we mean when we're talking about science. And we're also talking about our experience. And in this case, my experience and the experience of, from the people that I've learned from. So I will differentiate when, this, when I know about the studies and what they say and where something is just my experience. Now, let's talk about gut health. When I first started in health and fitness 20 years ago, over 20, actually 21 years ago, I was part of an alternative health movement. In fact, a lot of the things that are said 20 years later that we know are wrong are, are like stuff that we said 20 years ago. And I followed this one guy in particular. His name was Paul Check, C-H-E-K. He's making kind of a resurgence. He was on Ben Greenfield's podcast a couple of times not too long ago. And uh, what we found, what Paul promoted all types of things like electromagnetic radiation interfering with our health, uh, toxins in the environment, uh, was a little bit conspiratorial in terms of his uh, perspective on companies and what they did. And so what I want to tell you now is a lot of what's talked about, like, oh, vaccines cause autism or what's another thing like toxins in the environment get into your joints and cause arthritis and just all these things that people say what we're finding out at least what i'm finding i should say it like this what i'm finding out is a lot of symptoms a lot of strange symptoms that don't seem to be repaired easily with you know a typical diet exercise sleep stress management it tends to be gut-related in my experience. And so what types of symptoms are we talking about? Well, studies have shown strong links between gut dysfunction and symptoms like gas, bloating, stomach pain, diarrhea, constipation, uh, irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, you know, but in a, a migraines is another one. So all these different issues that we thought were due to something different, it seems to be like gut health is the frontier. It is the thing that can really help us take our health to the next level when just the, the typical approaches, the typical things that we all know what to do when they're not working. And some of the other health issues that seem to be linked, and um, I'm not going to say too much on this in terms of what the studies say, because I'm not that well-versed in it, to be honest. But I'll tell you this, autoimmune diseases like psoriasis, psoriatic arthritis, Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, vitiligo, alopecia, all these other things, right? They seem to have, if not their root in gut health, a, gut health plays a strong part in this. And it seems to be the frontier we are looking for. Uh, even with autism, I'll share this very quickly. One of the most promising things that I've seen in treating autistic children has been with helping with their gut health. Now, 
let's talk about this for a second. In modern life, we live lifestyles that are terrible for our guts. Are we're, we're overly hygienic. We don't play in the dirt. We use all these anti-germ hand soaps and all this other stuff, right? We're just constantly trying to kill the germs, kill the germs, kill the germs. And with antibiotics, there's, there's an overuse and misuse really of antibiotics, not just with doctors prescribing them. In fact, I, I remember being in the hospital one time and this doctor was complaining to me because I, I trained a bunch of doctors and this doctor, I didn't work with this particular doctor, but he was an emergency doctor who was friends with a doctor client of mine who was an interventional radiologist. And my client had some cloud and was looked up to. And this guy was just confiding in me, this medical doctor. He was like, you know, these people, they show up and they're sick and it's a virus, but they want us to prescribe them something. So I give them my antibiotics, even though it's not going to do a damn thing for their viral infection. Now, I'll tell you, I was just like, man, you are the doctor. Grow a pair and do what you need to do. Set them straight. But on the other hand, you know, I could understand like after the 5,000th time of dealing with that, you're just like, you know, screw it. I'm not saying he needs, he should be doing his job and, you know, kicking people out. But I, I'm just saying, I understand how dealing with uh, people in Miami in particular, you're just like, all right, here's some pills, go and take them. They should just prescribe some placebo, some sugar pills, but I'm sure that's against the law in some way. Anyway, so we have these antibiotics. I've used antibiotics a ton of times. And frankly, it's amazing that we have them because I would have had to had limbs amputated or died of septic shock when I got these infections, these bacterial infections. So it's great that we have them, but they're misused, overused, and it's caused problems. And I'll tell you, they've done some interesting studies where this guy lived with these hunter-gatherers in Africa and his gut microbiome, in other words, the bacteria that live in his, his intestinal tract, they changed very rapidly and become more became more diverse when he was living with the Hadza tribe in Africa. But as soon as he left, it went back to normal. So... Our gut microbiome changes very quickly and our environment has a huge effect on, our, on the diversity of our, our gut bacteria, which the more diverse, the better. Another thing that's really important to know is that it's really interesting, but children brought up on farms tend to have really great immune systems. And that's led scientists to believe that the exposure to animals and all the germs that come with that leads to a superior immune system. But I don't know about you. I wasn't brought up on a farm. I did spend some time on farms, actually, but uh, that wasn't until a, a bit later in life. I did play in the dirt, but it was in the city. You know, we had a nice backyard. But how many of us are, are around animals? Maybe we have a dog. Maybe we have two. And that's a good thing. For, for your children, by the way, in terms of their gut health, at least. Also, if a child was born through vaginal uh, birth or through cesarean section, the vaginal birth, they get more bacteria from their mother and come out stronger versus cesarean section. 
There's just all these things that affect our gut health in the modern world and things like sterilizing everything, cesarean section births, so many things. And I know maybe this sounds a bit new agey, but it's not. (laughs) It's become legit science now and people are trying to figure it out. A great resource, by the way, is Healthy Gut, Healthy You by Dr. Michael Russio. Definitely get that book and read it. If you hadn't, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I want to talk about something a little bit different now. One of the diets that is just taking the internet by storm, especially Twitter, or at least, uh, yeah, is, is the carnivore diet. And if you see what people who are on the carnivore diet talk about, they say, oh, wow, I had all these weird symptoms and I just started eating meat. And so vegetables are bad for you now. And meat is a superfood because I had all these weird symptoms and now they're gone because I just started eating meat. All right. Well, first of all, these people are not smart. All right. But, um, but they're on to something. They're just not clever enough to figure out what it is. So what actually is happening uh, and and if you've, unless you've been on, I, you know, it's funny, I was going to say, unless you've been under a rock, you've heard of the, been living under a rock, you've heard of the carnivore diet. But really, it's like, unless you really have a life and you're not spending it on, on social media, then you've heard of the carnivore diet. Because that's the only place where people are really talking about it in, in you know, big groups. So... They're on to something though. And today we're going to figure out, or I'm going to share with you what that is. So let's go back to their claims. I just started eating meat. I cut out everything else and just started eating meat. Meat's a health food. It's healed my body. Meat is, meat is all glorious. And let's praise the meat, right? So what I'm going to tell you is this has nothing to do with the meat at all. It has to do with this removing foods that are causing problems with their gut health. Now, we talked about all the different ways that modern life kind of works against us, our sterile environments, our you know, cesarean sections, antibi- overuse of antibiotics, weak immune systems because we're so separated from nature, et cetera, et cetera. And so then we start having problems, and these problems are caused by, quote unquote, healthy foods. In fact, I'm going to tell you right now, it has nothing to do with fruits or vegetables being bad, like those morons say, the carnivore morons say. And if you're a carnivore moron, well, you know what? Time to listen and time to step up your knowledge game because please don't add to the idiocy on the internet, please. All right? Especially with nutrition, especially with a lot of things actually, but it's rampant. So please step your game up. So what we eat can have a major effect on our body, right? That's, we know that. But what you may not know, what you may not have heard of before is something called FODMAPs. You may not have heard of histamine intolerance and histamine uh, producing foods. You may not have heard of uh, tyramine and its connection to migraines. So we're going to talk about that a bit. So what is a FODMAP, right? FODMAP stands for fermentable oligo monosaccharides and polyols. What are those? They're short-change carbohydrates that are resistant to digestion. So instead of being absorbed in your bloodstream, they reach the far side of your intestine where most of your gut bacteria reside. 
then your gut bacteria starts eating it and starts producing hydrogen gas, causing digestive symptoms in certain people who are susceptible to this. And FODMAPs also draw liquid into your intestines, which may cause diarrhea. And although not everyone is sensitive to FODMAPs, it's very common in people with irritable bowel syndrome. And I want to tell you a little story about a client who had some strange complaints, right? Not only was he overweight, which we know is just a a calories in, calories out equation. It's as simple as that, people. But he had complex health issues with his gut. He was having chronic diarrhea. And that's, you know, the problem with chronic, chronic diarrhea, besides people making fun of you, if you tell them about it, right? So supportive, right? Is that, can we tell, can we all have a moment of silence for my chronic diarrhea? Sorry. So the problem is it's, it's inflammation. He's feeling terrible. He, it's hard to be motivated to eat the right things. It's hard to be motivated to exercise when you're feeling bad. And so what we did with him is not just did, I typically have this, what I call a phase one nutrition plan. I put people on it in the first two weeks, they lose four to six pounds of fat or two to three kilograms of fat, right? For those of my metric system friends. But I didn't do that because I knew it probably wouldn't be the right thing to do. I had him do actually a liquid fast for three days. And then what I did was I transitioned him slowly into whole foods, but I had him follow a low FODMAP diet, completely cleared up his irritable bowel syndrome, completely cleared it up. And he started making the connection that, oh, every time I overeat, especially these certain foods, if I have too many of them, it just wrecks my gut and I start having the diarrhea again. So now he knows this has been a mystery for him for years, right? Especially some of the FODMAP containing foods are not things that you would consider. So, so let me talk to you about this, for example. Apples, applesauce, apricots, blackberries, boysenberries, cherries, dates, figs, pears, peaches, right? Honey, yogurt, sour cream, whey protein, uh, artichokes, asparagus, broccoli, beetroots, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, beans, chickpeas, lentils. I thought lentils was the health food. Uh, Tim Ferriss said eat lentils every day. Yeah, but listen, these, are, these aren't unhealthy foods. It's just people who have gut dysfunction can have problems eating these foods. Do you understand the difference? And so when a carnivore person says, oh, I got rid of all the, you know, the artichokes and Brussels sprouts and cabbage and cauliflower, and now I'm healed because vegetables are bad for you, what they're really saying, even though they're too dumb to know it, ignorant really to know it, is that they've eliminated foods that were irritating their already dysfunctional gut. Make sense? Cool. So these foods are healthy, quote unquote healthy, but for some people, they trigger these uh, problems. And so if you're having gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, stomach pain, you want to check out a low FODMAP diet. Just Google low FODMAP, F-O-D-M-A-P diet and, uh, and give it a try. And of course, if you want me to take you through it, you know where to go for that. 
but try it. So FODMAPs, now you learn something because FODMAPs aren't talked about a lot. This episode is sponsored by Organifi. Do you want to know a secret that all my coaching clients follow? It's really simple, but powerful. Add vegetables into each meal. But let's be honest, most of us, including myself, don't eat the recommended servings of vegetables and fruits each day. So for those of us who are on the go or have trouble eating healthy, having a greens powder makes it easy to get your greens in every single day, no matter how busy you are. And that's why I use and recommend Organifi Green Juice, a superfood powder that you just add water to so that you can get your greens in even when you're on the go. The best thing about Organifi Green Juice is that it actually tastes great. But don't believe me, try it for yourself. And use the code TED20, that's capital T-E-D, the number 20, at www.organifi.com. That's Organifi.com to receive 20% off your first order. But hurry, this is a limited time discount for Legendary Life listeners. Now, back to the episode. So let's talk about the next thing, histamine intolerance. So what is histamine intolerance and what are the foods that cause excess histamine to be produced? So histamine intolerance isn't a sensitivity to histamine. It's an indication that you have too much histamine in your body for you. So histamine is critical for a few major functions in your body, communicates messages to your brain. You take antihistamines to help with uh, an allergic reaction. It, it can also trigger the release of stomach acids to help digestion. But when histamine levels get too high or and or you can't break it down properly, it can affect normally bodily functions. What are we talking about here? Headaches or migraines, sinus issues, nasal congestion, fatigue, hives, digestive issues, like what we mentioned before, even a regular menstrual cycle, nausea, vomiting, and in some severe cases, we're talking about cramping, abdominal cramping, dizziness, high blood pressure, other issues. So what causes high histamine levels? Well, your body produces an enzyme that breaks down the histamine that you take in from foods. It's called diamine oxidase. And if you develop a diamine oxidase deficiency and you don't break down histamine very well, you can develop very high levels. And this can cause the problems that we talked about. So what are histamine-rich foods? Alcohol and other fermented beverages, uh, fermented foods and dairy products, yogurt, sauerkraut, kimchi, dried fruits, avocados, eggplant, spinach, shellfish, aged cheese. So this can be an issue, right? This can be an issue. And also there's foods that block diamine oxidase production. Black tea, mate tea, green tea, alcohol. So if uh, you're struggling with this, with some of the things we talked about earlier, the nasal, nasal congestion, headaches, migraines, fatigue, and you're having digestive issues, you might want to check out the low histamine diet. And low histamine foods, I mean, there's a lot of them. So just Google it. But if you're having weird symptoms and your doctor's not helping you and um, 
you know, you're trying different things and you're eating pretty healthy, right? And you're exercising and getting your sleep, but you're still having these issues. And we're not talking about fat loss, by the way. Go refer to lesson one for fat loss. Fat loss diets will cut back on your calories and maybe some of these foods. So it might help. But if you really want to target gut health in particular, it has nothing to do with calories. It has to do with these specific foods like FODMAPs and high histamine foods. Another issue is this high tyramine food. So if you have, if you experience migraine headaches, you might have heard of a tyramine-free diet. So tyramine is a compound produced by the breakdown of an amino acid called tyrosine. And it's naturally present in some foods, plants, and animals, right? So what does tyramine do? It does a lot of things, but it has an influence on uh, what are called the catecholamines, so fight or flight chemicals that act as both hormones and neurotransmitters, dopamine, uh, norepinephrine, epinephrine, epinephrine and adrenaline are both the same thing, by the way. We call it epinephrine in the United States because if I remember correctly, adrenaline is, um, is trademark, so you can't use it. So anyway, what happens when you have um, this issue? Well, I'm going to tell you a story about Giselle, my wife. She was doing well with her headaches. Actually, she was struggling with gastritis and we put her on a low FODMAP diet. And uh, it was very interesting. She would get triggered by eating certain fruits, right? And she would notice, oh, my stomach's burning. After we did the low FODMAP diet and some other things, her gut health improved and she was able to go back to eating them again. But then another problem happened. So she gets massive migraines, but we had them under control until she went to Istanbul to visit some of her family. She's got some family living out there and she was visiting her family and the culture in Istanbul, in Turkey, you know, Istanbul, Turkey, if you're not familiar with the famous, delicious Turkish breakfast, they give you honey, they give you lots of different cheeses. So it's got a lot of cheese in it. So she started having massive migraines. And she asked me, she's like, Hey, is there a connection between dairy and migraines? Because I just started having bad, bad migraines. And I said, yeah, of course, high tyramine, certain foods, certain fermented foods, cured foods, aged foods, spoiled foods, all have high tyramine. What are we talking about? We're talking about aged cheddar cheeses, blue cheeses, gorgonzola, cured or smoked meats or fish, sausage, salami, uh, beers on tap or home brewed, some fruits that are a bit too ripe, certain beans like fava beans and broad beans, sauces like soy sauce, teriyaki, pickled products like sauerkraut, sourdough breads, fermented soy products like miso, tempeh, right? Stinky tofu, which I have not had, but it's very popular in Taiwan, I believe. So these are foods that have high amounts of tyramine in it. And tyramine, it's well, uh, well, well, the connection is, um, I don't know how strong the, the research here, but this is something that, um, this is something that is well-documented and 
So what we did was we lowered her tyramine-containing uh, foods and the migraines went away. Again, my wife doesn't have a fat loss problem, right? She's a healthy body fat percentage. She exercises regularly. In fact, she was missing exercise because of the headaches, because of the migraines. And there's nothing wrong with cheeses. Uh, having some of it is okay. But for some people who are triggered by these foods, you want to avoid them. So if you have migraines, you want to look into this, this tyramine-free diet. So just to recap a little bit, we're not talking about this is this, see how this goes beyond like, oh, healthy food, good food, bad food. So for some people, Brussels sprouts and cauliflower and cabbage, that's healthy for them. But people who have sensitive dysfunctional guts the FODMAPs in those, those vegetables can cause problems. Again, there's nothing wrong with some of the foods that are high in histamine. But for some people who have trouble breaking it down or who have uh, you know, issues with this diamine oxidase enzyme that breaks down the, the histamine in foods, they can have a problem with their gut health. And same thing, like I don't particularly, ha- I don't have headaches. I don't suffer from headaches unless I'm hungover. So I don't ever worry about, you know, foods that are high or low in tyramine. But it's important that we're aware of this because this is what's responsible for so many of these weird health issues that we have. And I want to share something personal, a personal story about gut health. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about supplements and then we'll wrap things up here. But, you know, I've had some issues with, I've had big time issues with my gut for a long time undigested food in my feces, when I went to use the bathroom, loose stools, not so much with constipation, although I've had issues with it, but I I tried so many things and I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, I'm eating healthy food here. Why am I having these problems? And let me tell you, I felt the inflammation everywhere in my body. I have uh, joints that start acting up big time when, um, you know, my gut is a mess. And so when I learned about this, this was game changing game changing. And the first thing I did was put myself on a a liquid diet for three days. And I want to be clear here. I didn't do it to lose body fat, even though I, I did lose a little bit. And you will because calories. But what it really does is it gets rid of the foods that are causing the inflammation in your gastrointestinal tract, the irritation, the inflammation, right? And so when you do that, you just start feeling better. So why am I telling you this? Because you can lose fat and still have these issues. You can be eating healthy foods, making sure you're getting all your, you know, optimizing your nutrients and still have these issues and still not feel healthy. You can get your emotions handled and still have problems with this. It's a big deal. So the first thing I would tell you is to try an elimination diet or even just a liquid diet. Uh, And I use the master cleanse, just Google it. It's just the lemonade diet. I just drank lemonade for three days. And it was amazing the reduction in um, joint pain that I got, the reduction in some of the other issues that I experienced, health issues. In fact, I'm really overdue. I need to do it again. My gut got massively messed up in Cambodia and, and still hasn't fully recovered from it. Be careful if you go to Cambodia. The food is just, there's something wrong with the food there. 
So the bacteria just is not handled properly and it's messed me up and I still haven't recovered. So what I need to do is I need to first doing a little break and doing a liquid diet can really help solve things. It can help, uh, you know, just get, if you're, if you're having a lot of joint pain and you're like, why am I so achy everywhere? Why am I having these weird symptoms? Why am I, you know, every other bowel movement is diarrhea or super loose, or I see undigested food in my stool. Try the lemonade diet for three days. I just call it the lemonade diet. People don't get, don't get it misunderstood. Um, it's just a way of, of it's an elimination diet. You could try the carnivore diet too. That's something you want to try. Personally, I don't like lowering carbs that much. So I choose, uh, I choose to do the lemonade diet and I use honey instead of maple syrup. And I just do it for two or three days just to reset myself. And then afterward, what you want to do is be careful as you add back in foods, but just a three-day break can really cause some of that, some of your health problems to, to go away. And that's what I had my client do, the one that I talked, the first person that I talked to you about. I did not have Giselle do it, by the way, because she uh, gets very ill if she goes too long without eating. Very ill. And we're not talking about hangry. Oh, she's hangry. Is that what you mean? No, she's, she gets, she starts throwing up bile and can't stop throwing up. And it turns in, it's a real mess. It really messes her up. So after you do that and you start reintroducing foods, being very careful to figure out if you have any sensitivities to the FODMAP containing foods, the histamine containing foods, or if you suffer from migraines and headaches and all those types of things, you know, the uh, tyramine foods. After you do that and you're careful about it, I highly recommend starting a probiotic. Uh, VSL-3 is a good one. There are several good ones out there. Viome, I believe, is another good one. And in addition to the probiotics, I recommend hydrochloric acid with betaine. Oh, I'm sorry, with pepsin can sometimes contain betaine, though, um, to help you break down protein. If you notice that you have a problem uh, with eating meat, and if you're having a problem with eating carbs and fats, eating a digestive enzyme, and I'll tell you, I take both. So I take uh, hydrochloric acid, and I know that probably sounds like a, like a really hardcore supplement, but it's not. It's really inexpensive as well. And I take a, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme, and I take those all the time, and it helps me digest my food better. So those are my top three gut health supplements, and uh, my top gut health approach to lower inflammation that's coming from your gut or to get rid of some weird, some weird symptoms that, you know, nobody's ever been able to really quite figure out. A good dietitian would be able to help you, although there's not very many of those out there. Uh, doctors, only if they do functional medicine and functional medicine is such a, a crackpot of people, you got to be kind of careful. But uh, Dr. Michael Russio is someone I could recommend in that regard. And also, I've helped out a lot of people with this as well. Something that I like doing because it's uh, this gut health, it's a new frontier of like, okay, when you have these strange symptoms that aren't going away, when you just lose fat, clean up your diet, getting in a, enough exercise, getting in enough sunshine, uh, doing things to de-stress yourself, what else do you do? Well, here's where you look, all right? 
So I'm going to wrap things up now. I hope you learned a lot from today. I hope it at least opened your eyes to what's going on with nutrition and why some people say they get great results doing this thing or that thing and what it's really about. Now you know. Now you're in the know. And again, I want to recommend Dr. Michael Russio's book, Healthy Gut, Healthy You. It's a fantastic book. Probably the single best resource that I know on gut health. And the last thing I want to say is if you're having a problem with your gut health, with uh, you know these weird issues, uh, if you're having an issue with arthritis and it just doesn't seem to be related to like, it's not your old football injury or that running injury, right? The knee, the running injury, it's not the shoulder football injury or whatever. If it's just like kind of more systemic kind of all over your body and you're not sure why it's like that. Well, um, you know, dealing with your gut health is the way to go. And if you need help with that, if you want to work with me and uh, trust in me to help you with that, which I've helped many, many, many people, including myself with it, then what you do is go to legendarylifeprogram.com slash apply. That's legendarylifeprogram.com slash apply. Uh, and we'll hop on a call and uh, after you apply to the coaching program and we'll talk about it. But I I will tell you this, uh, it is a body transformation program. So I don't strictly deal with gut health people and if you're not going to exercise. Okay, so this is a get in shape better while improving your gut program. If you're just looking for someone to help with, um, you know, specifically with gut health, I'm not your guy. Um, I do a whole program. Um, and, and that's kind of what excites me and that's what I like doing. So if that's something you want help with, you want my help with it again, legendary slash apply is how you get that. Now take this information, go act on it and go forth and have a healthier gut, have an amazing week. Hope you enjoyed this and I'll speak to you on Friday.